You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to help you plan that unbelievable travel experience. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. It's not another Buffalo podcast. The bi-weekly show hosted by three of the most underqualified sports personalities this side of the canal. With John. All you people out there who are like, these idiots don't know anything. First of all, you're right. And second of all, Pat. I didn't think that the Vikings would get a W last week being 6-1, and one, which was also Josh Allen's coin flip record from the year 2021. And Rando. We have this trust built on, you know, whatever it is, like Bibles and gold bricks and whatever Brandon Bean's drinking over there. On Buffalo Rumbles. All right, welcome back to Not Another Buffalo Podcast. I'm John. I'm here with my buddies, Pat and Brando. Got the whole gang here. This is a Buffalo Rumblings podcast. You can find us on all platforms at Not Buff Podcast. Gentlemen, how we doing? Victory Monday here. Obviously, this episode doesn't come out until Wednesday, but uh, how are the vibes? Vibes are better. Vibes are better. I'll give you, you the... You, you, look, you look a lot better than you did when we talked on Monday last week. So oh my God, yeah. Well, like I said... Vibes are better. <laughs> no, I mean, <laughs> we went from the Titanic on the bottom of the ocean floor with a gaping iceberg hole in the side of the ship to, you know, we welded that together, right? We pulled the Titanic from the depths of the ocean and she completed her cruise uninterrupted, cruising on to this victory. Yes. And, and there was uh, room on the mattress. Yeah. Yeah. Right. We yeah. saved Jack and Rose. <laughs> They're alive. They're not was dead. It, I, th- I thought it was like an armoire or something. Or no, was it a I door? It was a door, right? Oh, it was a door. It was a door. Yeah. It was a door. There's room yes. on the door. If it's a mattress, you know they're going to have room together on there, but you know, yeah. not the door. Not the door. Um, but whole different outcome there. Yes. Whole different outcome. Yes. So I feel better. I hope you guys do too. Yeah, for sure. So, Brandon, did you uh, you enjoyed the Resurgence beer oh, release? Yeah, dude. The live live Megapod, awesome. Resurgence, John and Pat, I got you guys some beer if you want some. I know, John, you had some last year. I don't know when I'll get it to you, but I definitely have two four-packs for you guys that I grabbed. Super cool. Very fun. A ton of people there. Everybody's so awesome, Buffalo Rumblings. I said it four or five times. Everybody that I've talked to with Buffalo Rumblings, whether you have a, a work question or you're talking, you know, you're chopping it up with the chop up, right? That's the show on Buffalo Rumblings or, you know, everybody together. It was awesome. Such a good time. Glad that we could do it. And I'm um, looking forward to doing it again next year. It's just, we all do work virtually, right? Everybody's kind of far away and it was cool to have everybody come together like that. And then to get rewarded with another big win right afterwards. It was just like last year, right before the home opener when the Titans came yep. to town and I remember you guys went to that game or Pat went to that game with our buddy, friend of the show, Nizzy. And uh, we got to talk about it and then they show up and dominate just like they did this time. So good time at Resurgence Brewery. And I know the Buffalo Rumblings IPA drink is still out for sale if you guys want any. And it's uh, it's I have one here on my desk. Yeah, cool, cool. cool. I should put the can up behind us. Those stickers on the can are sweet. Yeah, it was a good time. It was a good time. And uh, John, maybe next time. You guys, John and Pat, you guys come out there. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I, I wish I could have timed it up better. I ended up there at the beginning of September, so it didn't quite line up, but I'll make it up. The, you know, thir- third year's a charm, so I'll make it up there next year, hopefully, because September is the best time to be in Buffalo, in mm-hmm. my in my opinion. 
Yes, it but is. Let's let's talk about this game a little bit. Highs, lows. There weren't really many lows. Favorite parts, most encouraging parts of the season going forward. Like Pat, did you have a uh, a favorite moment? Well, I, I, you know, it was just good to watch. I was a little bit scared on that first Raiders drive. I was like, oh my yep. god, you know, whatever the heavens have opened up. But it was it was funny. I mean, well, it wasn't funny. I was at a funeral, but um, I, I hadn't gone into the funeral yet, and I was sitting in my car listening to the game. And you could just hear me screaming and pounding the window. And like, I don't know what everyone there was thinking. So like, like, this guy must have been really close he must to been, the person. Yeah. <laughs> Pat, Pat was obviously most upset because he could not see Jimmy Garoppolo's face since it was a radio broadcast. So. Yeah, well, no, it was, it was good. And, you know, it was, it was just, uh, it was nice to be able to watch a game in the fourth quarter and not have that pit in your stomach. Right. It was funny that you say talk about the pit in your stomach. I had mine. I texted John right away. That first third down Diggs is running his out route wide open and Josh misses him. And I'm like, oh, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. But they proved us wrong. Yeah. How did you feel, John? Like first games are not everything for sure. And uh, I don't know. I never really panicked. Like I was annoyed at the Bills three and out. I was more annoyed at the Bills three and out than I was at the Raiders walking down the field and getting a touchdown. Very good point. Me too. I, I knew that that was... That had to be unsustainable, right? Yeah. And it's not just adjustments, but it's just like those those plays are so well scripted that you can get away with... I mean, how many times did we watch the Bills with Tyrod Taylor or with EJ Manuel walk down the field? Like, I mean, this didn't happen super often, but like march down the field and look like the offense we always dreamed of and then they'd score three points for the rest of the game. Like that that happened often, especially in prime time. You know, like you remember those big matchups with the Patriots and stuff like that where... You know, LaShawn McCoy would be running the uh, the Wildcat offense and stuff like that. And they'd march down the field and then, you know, it'd end up 49 to 13 or something like that. So I wasn't worried at that point. I like everything that they did. I don't know if you guys saw the passing chart for this, but Josh Allen, yep. like maybe one pass beyond 10 yards in this yep. game. And that was the scramble drill to Gabe Davis where he rolled out and told Gabe Davis to start running straight on a vertical route. Well, so, that was the uh, that was the penalty because the false start yeah, happened. Free and play. That was an interesting play because you see it happen when I was watching it live, and the everybody was kind of like, "Oh, oh, it's on!" Like it, there was a delay, and you could yep. see the Raiders' defense, like the safeties, were like, "Oh, here we go, go down, go back, everybody, back up, back up!" Like it's a free play. He's going along with it, and Davis, you could see Davis look, and I thought it was super cool to see in person. You see Gabe look, he sees the safety. And he sees the linebacker and he just sees this whole field. And I remember he commented in his post game. He's like, I just saw green grass and I stayed there and I know Josh was going to find me. So that's always cool to see your wide receiver two and your quarterback one on the same page, which they needed to be after that week one debacle. Yeah, for sure. So we've seen crazy Josh and we've seen super duper patient Josh, who is still had highlights, by the way. Like, yeah. it's not like this was super boring, like Tom Brady esque game manager, Josh. You know, he still had the Shakir touchdown was yeah. I watched every single camera angle of that yeah. touchdown and I still can't understand how he, you know, his body's moving to the left arm angle is weird. And he just, I mean, it's a dime right on the money. And I thought he was getting sacked on that play week one. Maybe he takes a sack on that play. He's not getting the ball out fast. Spencer Brown played out of his mind. Thank I was God. just going to bring up, I was going to just going to bring up Spencer Brown. Right. And you talk about the unexpected the Raiders being bad, but they have playmakers, right? And the way that you, you kind of can gauge the, the way that they play is looking at the matchups. So you look at the matchup between Spencer Brown and Max Crosby or, or Devontae Adams in the secondary, but you saw the guys that needed to come to play came to play. 
And one of the questions on the on the live pod was, what would you rather defend? The passing game with Devontae Adams or Josh Jacobs? And I answered Josh Jacobs, but I, I think the Bills heard me because what did he go for? Negative yards? Negative two yards? Negative yeah. four yards? Negative two yards on uh, nine carries. So which any is of the, anybody who bet Super yards... Super Bowl era record, yeah. Anybody who bet yards for Josh Jacobs is just sitting there with uh, twiddling their thumbs with no money, but... The, I had a the, 10 leg parlay that nine out of 10 legs hit. And I was just like, I threw in Josh Jacobs at the end. I was like, he'll get his <sighs> in this game, but yep. it won't matter. You know, you know, it's a tiny little bit or something like that. But you know, the part that was interesting is what you said in that first drive, it looked like a corner route for Devonta Adams to the sideline. And I think they were coming towards me, but the way Jimmy G threw the ball before Adams broke and it dropped right into that double coverage. I was like, uh Oh, it was on that first drive though. And to see, you know, Trey White and Poirier Hyde, whoever's over there, Benford, kind of get lit up on that. I was like, ah, I'm worried, I'm worried, I'm worried. But then they just kept eating up Josh Jacobs. And I think that was the right game plan. You had to shut down their best weapon, which is Josh Jacobs, league leader of rushing. And as great as Devontae Adams is, you know who's not great? As great of a looking person he is, Pat. You know who's not great? Yeah. No, Jimmy G is not. Yeah, Jimmy G. So a year ago, we might have been met with outrage on this podcast at a comment like that. So, uh, Pat, Pat, what's changed? Is uh, is it Jimmy G's new team? I mean, is well, it? Is it I Kyle's, mean, Brock Purdy. Brock Purdy came off day three of the draft <laughs> better than Jimmy G. So, well, not physically, but on the field. So, I, it I seems like yeah. a Kyle Shanahan stand type comment. Yeah. I do, I do like the Niners, man, a lot. Honestly, I, yeah. you know, it's it's kind of like your boy where. You know, he's not the best looking dude, but he keeps just consistently, consistently. He's got, you know, a different girlfriend every single year. You know, it seems to work out. But Jimmy G, <laughs> what are you going to do with him? But what did you think of Ken Dorsey? His play I mean, designs, his offensive game plan? Because I thought it was probably his best game he's ever called as a coordinator. Yeah, I mean, it was pretty balanced, which was cool. I, you know, wasn't used to seeing that for sure. So. Yeah, they had rhythm. And obviously, you know, we didn't know how it was going to go when they went run, run, pass on, you know, the first three and out series where, you know, two runs for whatever, four or five yards, and then an incomplete pass after that. But they stuck to it, you know, maybe in the past they would have abandoned that, but that's that many less hits on Josh. It's, it might be a matchup thing too, because the Raiders got burned on the outside quite a bit in this game. James Cook is a back that thrives getting around the edge and, you know, breaking contain. And so that might not be the case when you're going up against teams like, I don't know, Dallas or some of these other quicker defenses, but going against the Raiders, it worked perfectly. So I'm, I'm happy with that. I don't know how effective they'll be running in between the guards or the tackles, but outside it looked good. Well, I'll say cook didn't necessarily look amazing running in between the tackles, but the other two backs did. Yeah. And that's something that they haven't had at all for the past few years. Latavius Murray looks like a young dude and not some guy who's in his thirties and should be falling off a cliff by now. Damien Harris, same thing. I really like having two active backs and it's really a three-headed... I don't know if you can call it a three-headed monster. But I, I would call it Earth, Wind, and Fire. Yo, you know, maybe I was just going to say this. Because it or goes was it back... Dominic, Dominic Rhodes, Ahmad Bradshaw, um, and oh God, what's his name? Brandon, Brandon Jacobs. Brandon Jacobs, man. Two, right? Brandon Jacobs. 2008, 2007. 2007 New York Giants Super Bowl winners over the undefeated New England Patriots. Also yeah. a song, I believe, on Guitar Hero. Earth, through the Earth, fire and flames. Fire. Oh, through the fire. Oh. Through the fire and flames. Now, Earth, Wind, and Fire is the <laughs> band that does September. I, I knew it was musically related somehow. 
<laughs> you guys are the music experts here, not me. No, Through the Fire and Flames is a great song, though. Dragon Force, great band. If you haven't yes. listened to him, listen to him right now. <laughs> well, the other part about Dorsey, right? You talk about the balance. With James Cook through the tackles, I think he just even, he drives those feet. Even if he's small, he still finds a way to, to wiggle through these little holes and fall forward for four or five yards, even when it looks like it's bottled up. Because it looks like yeah. he can just sneak between their legs, you know? But the way that he's schemed open his wide receivers, they're moving across the field. They're running these little out route patterns, these comeback patterns. And between finally focusing on that Kincaid Knox dynamic to have those two in and to see James Cook produce rushing and to have Josh throw the way he did, you don't need a highlight on the field. The highlights, the stat line at the end of the game, you look at James Cook, well over hundred yards. You look at Knox and Kincaid. They targeted Kincaid in the end zone two well, times. That's what I was. That's what I was going to say. You're saying yep. the, the dynamic between Dawson Knox and Dalton Kincaid, and you tell yep. me who seems to uh, be be getting the precedent here. I, I, I don't know. They both are. They both had two targets in the red zone, right? Or maybe even yeah. Knox might have had more. But they I probably think, combined for about 75 yards. Well, I Dawson think. Knox only had one catch in the game, though, for the touchdown. Yeah, but he had some targets. I want to say they were looking at. I saw red zone targets in the NFL this week, and Knox and Kincaid were both on the list. But to have that option, and Josh is smart enough to take it, and then you fit in. You know, if Diggs goes for eight and seventy or eight for sixty-six every game, what does that come out to? Over a thousand yards. Well over a thousand yards, right? You know, eight times ten is eight hundred, and then you add another seven games on there, so that's like thirteen hundred yards. You take that for Diggs of the season. Same thing. Dawson Knox, Dawson Knox did have three receptions in this game for 10 yards. Dalton Kincaid, five for 43. Okay. So they combined for a little over 50 yards, a little bit short on the yardage there for three receptions. My, my apologies Knox, with the one reception. Okay, I guess I saw 10 yards. But when you look at the pecking order, you got your, what is it? It goes like Davis, eight, Diggs, six, Kincaid, six, Knox, five, Cook, four, you know, that that's not bad for memory. We got Gabe Davis with six receptions, Stefan Diggs with seven, Kincaid with five, Cook with four, uh, Shakir with one, Knox with three, Latavius Murray with two, Deontay Hardy with two, Reggie Gilliam with one fullback reception Respect. showing up on the uh you just that was a nice play sheet here. That was a nice it play. was a I nice just, play. It was well designed because yeah. nobody nobody is worrying about Reggie Gilliam off in the flat. So it made me much more confident in Ken Dorsey to see that he can do what these other elite coordinators do to get you guys open. Now, my only complaint is I want to see more of Sherfield. Are you saving him for injuries? Or are you are you just not game planning for him? And you have enough to go around right now. Maybe you're you're stashing him away. But that's okay. This is an interesting thing because I thought about this too, and we were really excited about him because he's somebody who's fast mm-hmm. and he's a great blocker. And I think if you add Sherfield to this roster any other year, besides the year that they got Kincaid, he shows up on the stat sheet. You know, he shows up with two targets and one reception or something like that. He shows up in the run game, maybe even. But Sherfield in 11 personnel, one running back, one tight end, three wide receivers. He's the third wide receiver. He offers a similar skill set to what a tight end in 12 personnel does. Because... Kincaid is that guy who can be a receiving threat and a blocker. So where Sherfield might be a better blocker than some of these other wide receivers in a lighter yeah. package, it's almost like the same thing, but not as good as Dalton Kincaid, you know? So it's like, yeah. I feel like if you add him to any other roster, like, you know, last year's roster or even the year before that, maybe he plays a bigger role, but it's just like a victim of, Hey, we got Dalton Kincaid. Sherfield was signed before they got Dalton Kincaid. Yeah. 
So maybe if they were thinking we're going to continue to be an 11 personnel team, maybe that's that's kind of the role that they had him in and he's just kind of the victim of circumstance. But Well, that's interesting. And the more that you... I, I don't know. I've been watching a lot of the around the other NFL teams. And when you when you watch these other teams, you watch the Dolphins. They just... They look so talented. And you watch other teams like Seattle against Detroit, right? Lockett walks it off, John. You texted me the heartbreaking news. Should have yep. taken them in the line. Don't the stats don't lie. Just don't be emotional, Brandon. Don't be emotional. <laughs> All right. Uh, so Detroit. Detroit was favored in that game. Yeah, but remember we read the the stat. It was like week two underdog covers like sixty five percent of the time or something like that. And they they won it outright. So listen to the stats. Don't don't think with your heart. You know, use your brain, but <laughs> you look at the Cowboys, right? And you look at all of these big dogs out there, Higgins, two touchdowns, Chase, lighting it up, Jefferson going for 150 yards again. And you look at the Bills Six. roster and you're like, oh, you know, we might not be as top heavy, but if they play the way that they played against the Raiders and get everybody involved that way, you're watching 2009 New England Patriots that, that you know, maybe they lost that year. In Raiders, well, you're watching but, 2022 Kansas City Chiefs, honestly, yeah, too. You yeah, know? that's a great point, Pat. And and it's just, it made me really take a step back thinking that we might not be able to compete with these teams that are extra talented because you know, when Josh plays like that, that talent level doesn't matter because these guys are open. He's making the right decision. And that's when your quarterback fills the gap between your talent level and the rest of your rosters. Like that's why you pay the guys what you do because they, they still play better than those teams that have more talent. So that, that just, it eased a lot of my nerves. It's a long way to get to that. But. Yeah, no, it's a good point. Well, while we got a second here, let's get a break in. And uh, on the other side, the return of quotes with Pat. Oh wait, no, we did have quotes with Pat last yeah, week. It was, it was last just week. like, it was, yeah, it was uh, two weeks ago or whatever when I was in town. But anyway, quotes with Pat coming up next. Stick with us. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. It's only a kick. A jump, a block, it's only a serve, it's only a tackle, a run, it's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back with another week of football and DraftKings Sportsbook is keeping us in on the NFL action with great offers every single game day. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 instantly in bonus bets. Throw five down on any of this week's epic matchups to walk away an instant winner. And DraftKings isn't stopping there. All customers can take advantage of two new offers every game day this September. Football is more fun to watch when you're in on the action. So download the app now and sign up with code NABP for Not Another Buffalo Podcast. New customers can bet just $5 to get 200 instantly in bonus bets. 
only on DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL with code NABP. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY, which is 467-369. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort, licensed partner Golden Nugget Lake Charles, 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. See sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms for eligibility terms and responsible gaming resources. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. It's time for Quotes with Pat. They're things that people said. All right, all right, all right, all right. So I, I, I got some good ones here. Um, hopefully some comical ones. Uh, I'll start you off with this one. When this person was asked about their previous week's performance, they said, I mean, obviously, when you're looking at the tape, it sucks. Hmm, who all sucked right. in week who, one? Who had a bad week one performance? Lots of people, including the Bills. Yeah. Oh, Josh Allen. I mean, I mean, I appreciate the transparency on whoever said this. You know, it's a Ken Dorsey. Honesty is the best policy. No. Nope. Is it a coach? Nope. Okay, so player Joe Burrow. Uh, Joe, yeah, I was gonna say Joe Burrow. Close, but no cigar. T. Higgins. Jamar nope. Chase. Nope. Kenny Pickett. Nope. That, that's a great guess, though. He would say. <laughs> I mean, obviously, when you're looking at my hands, they're small. But um, no. <laughs> Hey, they talked uh, no. about Joe Burrow's <laughs> hand size in that game because they were like, Joe Burrow, he had those hands. You, you're worried about anything under nine inches. And he's, he slid in just at nine inches, but he had to put gloves on with the rain. So you're worried about his small hands. That was a comment I heard during that rainy Bengals-Browns game. I, I don't know. can't relate to wear nine suit. So let's see. Uh, um, <laughs> let's so who see. else was bad week one? Let's who see. else is self-aware enough, maybe a veteran, Self-aware enough to admit when they suck. Riverboat Ron. Oh, they won. They won. Oh, they won. This is a player, remember, Brando? Yeah. Stupid guess. Former SEC player. Okay. SEC. He never has to play another day of football if he doesn't want to. He would be set for like eight generations. (laughs) So he's rich. He's rich. He's from Texas and he's rich. We sucked week one. Who lost? This is in Tannehill, right? It, it is Ryan Tannehill. Oh, he's so the- <laughs> terrible. He did suck, bro. I mean, I we talked about it, Pat. We talked about it. I was like, Pat, we said it last week, right? We were like, Ryan Tannehill problem. If Pat was here, can can Stanley Steamer buff out this problem? And well, I guess, he buffed yeah. it out. I'll he tell you what. He buffed it out, man. He buffed something <laughs> out. That's for sure. Oh, my God. But yeah, respect Tanny for the honesty. Let's see. This is a good one right here. In response to being asked why he didn't put a player back into the game after they fumbled, this person said, we play all our skill players like they all play. And then the reporter said, but I don't think we saw him take a single offensive snap after that. Well, we got a lot of good players. Can't play everybody. This sounds like this has got to be Bill. Yeah, it's a Bill Belichick. Well, okay. Who fumbled? He's an absolute savage. <laughs> Who fumbled? Um, I can't. Oh God, I can't remember. I was watching the ball. Well, I was I was really digging for like a Mac Jones freak out, but like he didn't give me what I wanted. Um, <laughs> but no, it was just, they were just like, Bill, he didn't take a single offensive snap after that. 
<laughs> uh, Pop Douglas. Oh no, he Pop Douglas fumbled against the Dolphins. Did any of you guys watch that Patriots game though? That that yeah. was banana. I mean, pardon whatever Gwen Stefani, but that shit was bananas, dude. It was like it was. <laughs> oh, Zeke was, Zeke fumbled. I don't. I in don't week know one. who it was. Also, yeah, no, it was it was a week two. It was this morning's press conference. Oh, okay, okay. Then maybe it was that other guy, but. Yeah, I'm happy to watch them lose, right? Dolphins cash the money line, cash no, the cover. No, 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 no. Because if the Dolphins lose that game, then we're tied with them. In the yeah, but we had talk. we had uh, we had that true. as a lock of the week. We had Brandon had money on the line, and I was oh, trashing Pat's Brandon's fans on TikTok. Two and oh. Yeah, two and oh. <laughs> Our Patriots oh, yeah. fans are are the ones that comment on our content. So the guy was like, "Patriots minus fourteen, book it," and I was like, "You're funny." So I made sure to go back and comment yesterday. Well, uh, that, that was Brandon, just the Brandon's petty like that. Yeah. Well, you know, a strange play <laughs> by Mr. Strange to end the game. But um, all right, let's see. Um, last quote here. I'll take responsibility for that, especially right there towards halftime. You know, coming back in there those last eight minutes, a lot out there was me trying to do too much, not staying with our reads. So that's where I feel like I got not only myself, but our offense in a lot of trouble. So this is from yesterday's games? Uh, from Sunday's games, yeah. Justin Fields? No, no. This player actually won. Uh, Gino? No, no. He, he had a much worse performance than Gino in a victory. In a victory. He went to the same high school as the lead singer of My Morning Jacket, I found out as I was researching this book. <laughs> <laughs> well, that helps. That does not help. No, he's from Louisville, Kentucky. Okay. I, okay, so that means we're not thrown into... Uh, he's sort of this- a bridge player. He's a bridge quarterback right now. Baker? No, he's not from nope. Louisville. He, uh, I think he went to Cincinnati. Yeah, he did go to Cincinnati. University of Cincinnati. Like Travis Kelsey or something. So it's not Travis Kelsey. Arguably the best quarterback ever to go to Cincinnati. Who are our bridge quarterbacks right now? Okay, so they won. So it can't be Josh Johnson or whoever's playing for the Cardinals. Uh, Josh Dobbs, rather. Because he lost. He's pretty young. He's only He's only 24 years old. Daniel Jones isn't really a bridge quarterback. Is, is Daniel jo- okay? Daniel Jones. Well, let's nope. go. Daniel. Daniel. Oh. Same conference. Not same division. A- same conference. Okay. NFC quarterback, bridge guy. He could be the answer. He could be the long term answer. He's young. He's oh, green. We uh, don't Desmond know. Ritter. Desmond Ritter. Desmond Ritter. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. What did he go? He went like twenty of twenty five last week for one hundred and eleven yards or something like that. Yeah. But they keep winning. I think he brought. Yeah. Yeah. And he, he was, ran in for a touchdown. I think yeah. he rushed for two touchdowns. Is this does is Desmond Ritter a rookie or a second year player? It's his second year second player, third year player. Yeah. But he never played okay. last year, so gotcha. He, he's his rookie season efficiently. But oh, uh, you you threw me in a blender with uh, bridge quarterback. I was thinking like you know uh, like a Ryan not a Ryan Tanhill type like a Fitzpatrick type like a journeyman. Yeah. Well, you're gonna, gonna say, see. Don't you dare. You're going to see him be more like <laughs> London Bridges falling down more than nice. going up. That'll be an interesting development, though. I mean, I, you know, it's just one of those deals where if the guy's playing well enough to win you games, but also he's not really flashing, then you end up in a Rolf Wilson, whatever paradox for 20 years. So I, I hope they get it figured out. True. Yeah. Just keep handing it off to B. John Robinson. Keep yeah, the highlights coming. Crazy game. This, I saw this him game. getting compared to Barry Sanders yesterday. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Brandon, Brandon's from Detroit. He's like, don't you dare. Yeah. Well, I was like, are you serious? He's like, this is ridiculous. And then he's, you, he's I was talking about Barry Sanders, actually. I forget that he was behind Thurman Thomas for a year. Yeah. Oklahoma State Cowboys. Yeah, yeah. Um, the only guy I had ever heard, he went to Michigan State that I had ever heard compared 
to Barry Sanders, which is a terrible comparison because this guy got fat and ineffective in the NFL. But I had heard now Le'Veon Bell. I used to have a dentist that loved Michigan State, and he was convinced that Le'Veon Bell was going to be the next Barry Sanders. But he was great. Was very for like good. Five years. Yeah. <laughs> fell, fell off a cliff after that. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, well, uh, that's going to do it for this one. You guys know where to find us on Twitter and on all other platforms at Not Buff Podcast. Uh, we'll be back on Friday with some game picks and Brando's bets. And we're about to do those game picks right now because uh, we got Pat on the line for today. So uh, stick around for that. And uh, until next time, go Bills. All right, go Bills. Before I got to go back to learning about uh, government budget spending policies. Mm